What's up, everybody? It's Joe here, back once again. They can't get rid of me on this podcast, can they? Unfortunately, the injury bug has once again struck this podcast. But today, we have Kyle on board. Tom, once again, hurt? Potentially IR. We don't know. We'll find out. Kyle, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing a lot better than Tom is, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Apparently. Apparently, Iowa just doesn't understand this whole internet fad and uh, routinely just takes it away from people. <laughs> it's a privilege. It's a privilege in Iowa, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm in the new podcasting studio. Oh. Um, our budget got slashed, so I can't afford real light bulbs. So I have Christmas red and green going on right now. <laughs> Whatever works, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we we had a. I moved last week, uh, closer into the city now in a townhome, and uh, yeah, life's pretty good. How's it going with you, Joe? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Just had the day off yesterday, so that was nice for my birthday. Um, but yeah, getting uh, very excited for the next generation of video game consoles to come out. Uh, so yeah, just waiting on that at this moment. So, uh, rumor on the street is you are team PlayStation. Is that correct? Yes. PS5 has now been updated on my Amazon order to be arriving on launch day next Thursday. So one week away. Now you just got to hope that you don't get door robbed. Well, <laughs> yeah, robbed. yeah, that's what I was afraid of at first. But luckily we have a uh, like a delivery service that you can ship it to it ships to this warehouse and then they deliver it directly to the door, which is nice because if they leave it downstairs, it's definitely getting robbed. I can guarantee that. <laughs> Sounds like you're living in a class these place there. Jeff. Not, a, not at all, actually. <laughs> People <laughs> rob it all the time, so it's not very classy. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, as we know, uh, I was out last week, but I'm back now after the salacious down-taking of my character and team-building attributes. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> we're, we're ready to talk about weeks eight and nine. So uh, without further ado, uh, one quick shout-out here uh, f- from our friends here at the KCLC Podcast. Early congratulations to uh, Garrett and Emma. Yes, congratulations. It's only a day away, right? Jeez. That came, yeah. up, that came up really quick. Seemed like it was just yesterday that invite went out. So, congratulations! Yeah, and uh, hope to everybody that's out there tomorrow. They have a, a grand old time. Yep. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and dive in here, Joe. Week eight was uh, a fun one, in which you were the sole champs division person to not win, Joe. How does it feel to be the letdown of a nation? Uh, you know, we can discuss that later once we get to it. Um, but I think we should okay. jump into one of these other games first, get some of this, like, this not-so-interesting uh, matchups uh, out of the way first. What do you think? Yeah, who who you want to start with, Joe? Uh, I'll give you a la carte. There's, there's mainly three that were kind of not that interesting. Uh, let's... Well, let's start off with uh, Suluko. You know, let's just get his misery out of the way here right away so he doesn't have to listen to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> and what we have In is the, uh, uh, yeah, the Littleton football team versus uh, which has got the goods, but he doesn't really have them anymore. So, yeah, that name should, doesn't really fit anymore. But, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, so this is our, for this year, our only time that Sir Luca and Garrett, the most 
storied or stored storied rivalry in all of the KCLC go against each other, and man, was it a letdown from a performance. Yeah, it, honestly, I thought this was going to be a much bigger blowout than it was. I mean, Alex uh, scored about as much as we were expected, <laughs> but uh, from Garrett's side, it was pretty uh, low performance for him overall. Yeah, granted, he had kind of his own issues to deal with. Uh, he had Derrick Henry, you know, not doing great, which when he's the bell cow is not great. Uh, Aaron Jones out again, not ideal by any means. He still has no Michael Thomas yet. So Garrett was going into this game with, you know, and also James Robinson on a bye. Garrett was going into it with a depleted roster. But he still basically had you know, not great, but good performances from all but, I think, three positions. Sorry, four. Four positions were a letdown for him, and I would say of those four, none of them are that shocking to me. What about you, Joe? Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, once again, Michael Thomas does not seem to want to uh, play at all. So he had to, unfortunately, scoop up some people off the waiver wire with a little bit of John Brown and Scotty Miller, who definitely didn't perform what he was hoping to fill in for there. But luckily enough, he was facing Alex Saluko. But it, it's just, you know, he had to fill in people. And not having Aaron Jones this week, too, I mean... The fact that he still scored 117 was, you know, enough to do the job. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, you look over to Alex's side, and it's just like his best player, Kenny Galladay, went down in the first quarter. Yeah, I do remember seeing that. Yeah. So that's bad. But it's like, okay, you know, Boston Scott, he had an okay game for a fill in guy. Devin Singletary got vultured twice by Zach Moss, which is not what you want to see. Yeah, I mean, and they've been yeah, and they've been splitting the carries more and more as the weeks go on, and it's just like you don't even know who to play. I think he has Moss too, doesn't he? If I remember he does, correctly. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like you don't even know who to play at that point. It's just kind of like a toss up every week: who's going to get the points or who's going to get the touchdowns. So. Yeah, it seems like it's at least like Singletary is the between the twenties guy, and then Moss is the red zone back. So it's like at the end of the day, they're going to split pretty evenly, probably. Mm-hmm. So, until one of the two goes down with injuries, Alex is going to be kind of guessing. So not much. But at this point, Alex has locked himself in for a below five hundred year. Congrats, to Alex. <laughs> Congrats. And another funny thing about Alex's roster, I believe uh, last week on the podcast, we were discussing specifically his uh, second quarterback position, whether you want to go for the high upside potential of Garoppolo <laughs> or go with that uh, Cam Newton, like, you know, stable. He's probably going to get you points for sure. But he also has a high upside. Like, I don't know. It was just like a debate between Garoppolo and uh, Newton. And Tom told him to take Newton, and he played Garoppolo and... Grapple's dead, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, granted, Hedster Luco, you know, two of his three top players not went out in the first quarter. He, he probably would have had a fighter's chance, but now he's one yeah. step closer to the toilet bowl. But uh, let's talk about another 
toilet bully matchup here <laughs> with uh, Steven Patterson getting a dominant win over Brendan Acosta in This Is Comerica. So, yeah. uh, DK Metcalf, pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. You know, la- after last week's performance from Tyler Lockett, it just was like, let's completely switch this around and have Lockett do nothing and we'll have Metcalf get all the points, so. Uh, usually I feel like it's a little more balanced than that, but it, these past two weeks it's been like all in on one of the two of them. So it just happened to work out for uh, Patterson that Metcalf was the guy this week. Yeah, it, but like between him, he, he's gotten one of the probably players of like the seals of the year and Justin Herbert, who's just mm-hmm. literally throwing his arm off every game. It's just like you still have a wounded Acosta team. He still doesn't have McCaffrey, and it's like Mike Davis has not really done much since I traded him to. <laughs> yeah, past yeah, past two weeks have been kind of uh, disappointing to say the least. Yeah, it's like he literally outside of a surprising Philip Rivers performance, um, didn't really get much of anything anywhere. David Montgomery and J.K. Dobbins were serviceable. I mean, Dobbins got that off of a long carry, but it, bad week overall. But assuming he gets McCaffrey back, you know, do you need much else? Yeah. And going back to Patterson said, I found it hilarious that uh, the three players that you traded to Patterson all got below 10 points each. <laughs> so. <laughs> Definitely wasn't what Patterson was hoping for, but yet it didn't really matter for him because all his uh, main guys that he's had on his team uh, have performed well enough. And the surprise Corey Davis coming in here with 26. I was going to say, the domino of Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, and Corey Davis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah three of the you know 10 players of the week, everybody picked them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, but good win for Patterson helps him claw out and uh, is right back in the thick of it to get into the playoffs. So good on Patterson. Yeah, to have a tough matchup coming up that we'll discuss further, and then when we get to next week. But moving on to our next matchup, my uh, final uh, pick for like games that weren't really that interesting this week was our commissioner, your dad, Thomas Hart. First, the COVID killers. Raiders. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel about the Raiders. <laughs> um, Another sloppy, yeah. sloppy game. I mean, like, overall, this was a bad week for scoring. So, I mean, Tom getting yeah. 28 was still, what, a top six for the week. And, I mean, like, you look at his roster, and it was more just like he had – you know, some bye week issues and then Miles David or Miles Sanders not playing certainly didn't help. But I mean thirty Josh Jacobs to only get twelve points is not great at all. <laughs> it's like his offensive line is only getting worse as they keep getting COVID. So it's like Josh yeah. in some trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean just everybody kind of underperforming, not having Kyler Murray also this week, like you said, the buys kind of hurt, um, especially since Murray's – he's the number one quarterback right now, right, I believe? He might be the number one overall player. I'd have to check so that. But. Even even a worse loss for the week. So 
Vinny had his chance. I mean, he he got had Murray gone, but though having Murray gone also means that DeAndre Hopkins was gone. So it was kind of a, a double-edged sword there for him. Um, but yeah, looking further down uh, Vinny's team, uh, Zeke Elliott definitely hurting him. Dak Prescott being gone, that whole team is just slowly falling apart. <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> but didn't stop you from picking him up this week, but we'll get to that also in between weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um other thing from Vince's team here that I find is interesting is the the death of Jimmy Graham has been exaggerated coming out and scoring a solid three point three points <laughs> for the Chicago Bears. Good job, Vince. All those tight ends. Still got three points. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, my, not much else to say other than a uh, couple poop had a pretty, pretty solid game. And Ryan Tannehill continues to be performing above par for the year. Ryan Tannehill is like a dark horse MVP right now, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he kind of continued his hot streak, basically, that he was having towards the end of the last year. And surprisingly, kept it going into this year and it's proving to be a, a solid start at quarterback for him every week. Yeah, but I mean the big thing here is while Vince ended up losing the game, he is actually now tied with Wilson for division lead. Mm-hmm. So it went like it didn't ultimately matter this game much except for maybe seeding later on. It was this game was more important for Tom to not fall behind. So good pick up here by Tom. But like I said, it was like a 28-point margin of victory. Not really close. Never much in question once the first slate of games was done. So, I mean, if we want to talk about a close game, though, we got two great close games this week. Yeah, yeah we do. But what, uh, uh, yeah, since, yeah, yeah, as far as that game, no, I think it was just a matter of buys. And when you score 100 points, Vince, you're not – oh, also – that was my loser of the week, Vince Cartina. So mark that down in your Excel document you got going. Do you do you happen to know what the, the numbers are for that right now? Um, my and my other screen. Give me one moment. But uh, can, you can go ahead and continue. Yeah, uh, let's move on over to I guess your game just because it was slightly not as close as mine, just barely. <laughs> so we got. Um, uh, the Vanderpump Rules versus the French Prince of Hilaire's. Now, Joe, I cannot understate how much you and Tom did not like my team last week. Yet here I am, second highest score of the week. How does that, uh, you know, how does that taste in your mouth? I mean, uh, it's fine to me. I mean, we were just stating what uh, the people were thinking. We were representing the people, you know. <laughs> the this people is a democracy, so... We like to, we like to express how people feel about your not team. A democracy. Tom has done that. This is an authoritarian <laughs> regime via Tom Hart. <laughs> We're just speaking awesome. what the people want, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, this is actually a really, really close game. Only because freaking uh, Dalvin Cook and his 240-yard four-touchdown game I gave it Wilson 48 points, which was ridiculous. Yeah, 
I miss him so much. <laughs> but yeah, I need to uh, use that this last week. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I needed uh, all those wide receivers because mine weren't doing anything. Now I feel like I have too many wide receivers and I need running back. So, you know, it's just how it works. <laughs> yeah. But um, the big thing here was that ultimately there are two takeaways for me that I was really counting on against Wilson this week. I did think that the combo of Josh Allen and uh, Stefan Diggs would struggle a little bit against New England just because Bill Belichick does know his interdivisional rivals really well. Yeah. And then Clyde Edward Hilaire is in a full on timeshare now. That is not what you would want to hear if you're Wilson. Yeah, I actually didn't get to watch this game much. Is it like legit? Like, so it's like legitimately a timeshare now between him and Bill? Yeah, but I mean, if we're talking about who did good in that game, your boy Pat Mahomes, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Hard to go wrong with Pat Mahomes this week. Until he's off your roster. <laughs> I mean, who needs him for the playoffs, Joe? <laughs> but yeah, otherwise I had Robert Woods with his best game of the year. Allen Robinson continues to just destroy everyone now that Nick Foles is his quarterback, which is... I just really wish Allen Robinson had somebody good. Like, he had Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky, and now Nick Foles. Like, g- give him at least, like, a Matt Stafford, and let's see him actually did, cook. Did he have another terrible quarterback on Jacksonville, too? I don't remember. But, yeah, he's just not getting lucky with his quarterbacks and still doing great. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, and you forgot to mention the fact that, I mean, you were uh, at the edge of your seat going into that uh, final game when you had to face Cooper and you were only up, like, what was it, five points or so? Five or six points? And freaking Cooper yeah, gets I- 1.5 points and secures I mean, your victory. That's what happens when you, you know, play with a quarterback from, like, James Madison who, like... <laughs> should not be like he's gonna be kicked out of the nfl within like two weeks it's gonna be like it's not good <laughs> like yeah it's just he's also gonna be uh um gonna have to figure out what he's gonna do at that wide receiver position going forward i think because it seems like you can't trust anybody in that dallas team anymore it's like the only people you can really trust are until andy dalton at least gets back you is the tight end, because that's always going to be an easy dump off, and then usually the slant receivers, because they're going to do a quick five and out, or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, if you have Amari Cooper, you know, it's going to be kind of sketchy, so. Yeah. Well, congratulations, I guess. You're continuing to lead our champs division. I don't know what else I can say. I try, you know, I try, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm in this for the wins, Joe, not for the fun. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So uh, that leads us to one last week, or one last game here, and that was you uh, getting your hopes and dreams demolished by a former circling the drain, uh, Castro. So how does it feel going against Devontae Adams? (sighs) It's not great, I can tell you that much. When all I do is throw the ball to him, pretty much, it seems like. Um, kind of would have been good if they got uh, Will Fuller, then it would have uh, you know, diminished that role for him. But uh, 
Yeah, it's not great facing him. So, and the combination of having Rodgers and Adams, you're just like, you don't even want to watch that game. Um, but yeah, this game, pretty much like 12 o'clock games came around. I didn't have like, uh, I think I had like five, four or five going, and one of them was a defense. And like, I just didn't feel very good after the uh, 12 o'clock games. And I was really relying on those three o'clock games. Especially since Castro didn't have too much going, and what he did, he had like Coleman going, which I didn't think was going to get that many points to begin with. And I think he had one other guy I wasn't feeling like he was going to get much from. But yeah, I was like super heavy in those three o'clock games, and I think it pretty much came down to like um, the underperformance of Thielen in that Minnesota game, just because like he didn't really need to do anything, and like the Dalvin Cook going off, like there's no need. To even throw it to Thielen, to be honest. I don't even think it was a product of like Thielen doing bad or Kirk Cousins doing bad. It was just the fact that Delvin Cook just destroyed in that well, game and didn't leave many opportunities for anybody else to get points. We'll say that at least it, one thing that was crazy about that game was that there was a significant weather issue with the wind. Mm-hmm. In any 10 yards were, you know, not even close to the people. And that's the only reason. Monte Adams did good is because all of his touchdowns were ten yard catches. So, yeah, <laughs> there was. It seemed like there was quite a bit of weather issues in a lot of games this week with wind, this especially. Um, so that could have been a factor in a lot of people's points being lower and not getting as many completions as usual. Once again, Deontay Johnson also getting injured within like the first five minutes of the game wasn't the greatest. He did come back, but I mean, he wasn't really involved in anything after that. <laughs> but it was just like every week. I mean, like, he was involved in some things, but they were extracurricular fights. Hey, you know, <laughs> it wasn't his fault. <laughs> I mean, overall, though, like you, you had what ended up being the four, uh, fifth highest score of the week, so about an average weekly performance for you. And that's because literally your best receiver underperformed and your tight end got injured. Yeah, so, that was another thing, yeah. Yeah, not much you can really take away with it. You got to take your lump, your a lump of a loss and kind of go on. And this is just kind of a luck loss more than a you performed badly kind of a thing. Yeah, and I mean, I almost was still able to pull off the victory if Mike Evans didn't score in the fourth quarter of that uh, game. I mean, I had a chance. I had a chance, just couldn't pull it off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that wraps, wraps up week eight. We're more than halfway through the season. In fact, we're entering kind of the final third, you would say. Uh, right now, just looking at the standings, you got me, Tom, Garrett, you, Patterson, all basically tiered by one game. So right now, it looks like pretty much everybody but Patterson a lock for the playoffs. And then on the other side, it's a two-legged race between Wilson and Vince. And it's like neither of them is inspiring much hope as of late. <laughs> oh, with the playoffs right around the corner, Joe, what team are you most afraid of real quick? I'd still say, even coming off of your victory last week, I still think a full and healthy Brian Wilson team is still the one I'm most scared of. Uh the only th- thing that's of concern is, like we mentioned, with the split carries with Alaire and the Cooper uh, situation. It's He's a little bit weak right now, but I think overall his team is still has the potential to be the scariest for me as of right now. 
but I mean, it's not like overwhelming like last year. I felt like uh, Patterson, I was definitely the most scared of last year. I feel like it's not as uh, dominant this round. I've, I was going to say, like, for me, it's like I have a very easy one, and that's only going to be if his team is fully healthy. And that's Garrett. Because Garrett, still have not had Garrett with Michael Thomas. He mm-hmm. still had Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry, which to me is the best two-headed running back attack. And he also still has Calvin Ridley. Like that, Those four players are the like top, you know, five at their positions when they're playing. And so it's like, yes, the rest of his team has deficiencies, and we'll talk about that with his matchup this week. But I mean, his top four players, I would say, are the best top four of anyone. So he's got the most stars and stud to me at this point. So I'm I'm still watching out for Garrett and hope he somehow gets thrown into my the other side of the bracket. So I don't them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I think Garrett's team's good too. It's just the injury bug is hard to get rid of when it comes to that team this year and really unfortunate because he could definitely be even higher than he is at the five and three record I mean, he could be potentially leading our division so we'll see how it plays out the rest of the season though yeah but then um for off off week new or during the week news not much with waiver wires a couple tight ends went this week but outside of that it's more you know, just random scrubs, nothing big. Uh, you know, I would like to note that I am the only team with zero fab now, so <laughs> congratulations to me. Um, yeah, I won't be spending any more money. Thanks. Putting fourteen out for Jordan Reed with not a single other bid. <laughs> hey, you know I needed him, so I mean I might as well spend on it. I don't have a tight end. Well, I mean I have one, Reed but like, ends up getting a concussion tonight. Well, that's why I have Logan Thomas. You know. <laughs> Speaking of which, live lineup change right now as we're talking. I am putting in. Jordan Reed for the game tonight, so I have something to watch. So there we go. There you go. And uh, other than that, Vinny and I made a trade this week. A um, oh. little bit of uh, fun there with me getting uh, Zeke and a cup of poop. It gives me, I, for me, I did it because it gives me more flexibility, and I really like some of their playoff schedules, whereas I not in love with Pat Mahomes' playoff schedule, even though he is the best player probably in that trade right now. Um, yeah, do you fear, though, that uh, he's going to be facing tougher people, but that's going to mean he has to throw and get more points uh, going forward? My guess would be it'll be a more varied, you know, they'll try to use their running backs and runs, you know, mm-hmm. and run the ball, but I don't know. You're, it's certainly possible, you're right, where it's like if they're down a throw, but it's like... Because I feel like he's been underperforming because a lot of these games he doesn't even need to do anything because they're dominating or just like there's nothing for him to really... He doesn't have to like be a hero in any of these games at all. Yeah, so it's like, for me, if I can get rid of him and swap him out and get like 80% of his production, 70 to 80%, and then upgrade my two flex spots for the playoffs, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it plays out. I'm not sure about Zeke still. Uh, and cupped for that fact. I mean, they've been inconsistent, but you got your trade in, so congratulations. Yep, and then, uh, yeah, not much else here, so let's dive into uh, week nine. So you were curious on what your record is for the year. 
So because we did miss one week of picks from you, um, you are currently at four and three for the season. Oh, I thought it was better than that. All right. All right. <laughs> so who are you picking to lose this week? My loser play? of the week is Steven Patterson against the French Fresh Prince of Hilaire's. So I guess we can just jump right into that matchup. It started here. Um, I took a little preview of this matchup. I saw the high percentage uh, difference uh, in who they predict is going to win. So I dove into it, took a little look, and I kind of agree with what Sleeper's saying here. Um, he's going to be hurting quite a bit at running back this week. Uh, mixing on a bye. And there was one other, I believe, person. That, oh, Cream Hunt also on a bye. So at, at the moment, he has Madison, who's not going to be starting, as far as I know, and uh, a timeshare of Le'Veon Bell uh, at the running back position. And that taking that um, is going to hurt quite a bit this week for him, especially going against the uh, very strong contender, Brian Wilson. But does it really matter when you have Justin Herbert getting you 30 points every week? <laughs> well, I mean, he only got 21 against the Broncos, all right? So, and I don't know. I, I feel like he's not going to be able to keep, get up to like 30 every week. I think he's going to be, he's going to settle back down to like the 20s. So I don't think he's going to be outperforming Wilson's quarterbacks by a lot or anything, or it's going to make up that ground for the running back position that he's going to be lacking this week yeah but then like, you look over at wilson's side and it's like again we have the interesting thing about this matchup is both of them have one minnesota running back and both of them have one kansas city running back so it's like in the timeshares for those two games whoever does the best is gonna probably just t- win this overall matchup <laughs> i mean granted Delvin cook i definitely think is <laughs> Dominating in that time, sure. Let's be honest. As far as the other one, that one definitely could be a toss-up at this point because I'm really not sure how they're going to be distributing that going forward because it seems like it's only been two, this is the third week Bell's been back now, so we'll have to wait and see. But, but uh, for me, it's like there's two things that really stick out when you're looking at the rosters overall. First is Seattle, or uh, the Buffalo-Seattle matchup is really beneficial to Wilson. Seattle is atrocious against the pass this year. So this is like, a, like I would see like a bounce-back game for Josh Allen if it was, you know, just looking at it objectively. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like, it seems like from both sides, though, it could be quarterback. Uh, quarterbacks going off with Tom Brady going against New Orleans. That could be a shootout, too. Uh, I mean, uh, I, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was say, yeah, like in general, I would agree. Like the quarterbacks here are the stars. Um, but really, the only other thing is that it really is going to come down to how what's the play script for this KC Carolina game. So right now, I think if I'm reading this right, there'd be a total of six combined players between both teams. So it's like. If for whatever reason, you know, Chiefs are up early and then they're running the ball, who are they running it with? And then mm-hmm. does Robbie Anderson just get garbage time production and knock off a couple of scores against the Chiefs? So it's like 
that game is going to be crucial to figuring out who wins here. Is how that game is won um, determines mm-hmm. kind of I think who wins here ultimately. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It really, it really would come down to that. I mean, I think uh, Kelsey gets his touches pretty early, regardless if they win. It seems like he keeps getting a touchdown or like enough points where it's like at least double digits, even if they're up by quite a bit. He gets it early. And often, and um, yeah, but it could it could honestly come down to that if Casey gets up quite a bit on Carolina. So, but but if you look at it that way too, I mean, he's got Ty- Tyreek Hill going there. I mean, that could hurt him a lot not getting those big plays if they're just like, oh, we can run. We don't really need to do anything. So, yeah. So ultimately, Joe, who are you picking in this one? I mean, it's your loss of the week. Yeah, it's my loss of the week. So definitely picking Wilson in this one. All right, I'm actually going to go for the surprise upset and go for Patterson. While I do think the whole Madison starting is not good, I do think he has potential to make it up elsewhere. Whereas Wilson, I think, could have trouble with Amari Cooper, Marvin Jones, those type of things. So it's like, Wilson could win this game very easily, but I do think Patterson is going to perform better than 137 points. Yeah, I would agree on him uh, overperforming what they're predicting. I just still feel like, even with that, I still think Brian's going to edge him out for the win here. But um, let's uh, go ahead and talk about our, probably what I would consider the like worst game of the week. And that's a combined eight wins in this one with me and Thurluco. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to say it that way? <laughs> that didn't make it sound any better. <laughs> I just I really wanted to emphasize that I'm seven and one and Sir Luco is one and seven and it just makes me feel good as a person, Joe. <laughs> so here's some of the things is right now there's still a lot of uh up in the air on both sides rosters. Namely Crowder has yet to practice this week, and I believe the same is said of Godwin. So both of those might be swapped out yet. And then Obviously, I had been writing Jamal Williams previously, but he's out with the COVID. So mm-hmm. I, I, I have a lot of people on by this week. Um, but, you know, I'm going to be happy and hopeful that Chase Edmonds gets to go to work against Miami. Oh, they haven't projected 18 points. <laughs> Seems pretty hot. Yeah. Seems pretty hot. I, <laughs> like the Arizona running backs as a total, the two of them are number three on the year for like total points for running backs. So it's like you take out Kenyon Drake, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Chase Edmonds gonna feast. But yeah, looking back at Suluko's team, he is literally just throwing wide receivers at the wall <laughs> and hoping something sticks. <laughs> Pretty much anybody he can pick up on the waiver wire, he's just throwing out there. I mean. Granted, so here's uh, a yeah. So here's a fun game right now. Who is the best player on Sir Luco's team? Joe <laughs> Burrow? Question. I mean, he's on a bye this week. Oh, is he? Oh my god, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. So if you're talking this week, Cam Newton. Yes. Is he feeling better? I don't. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Like, I, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm talking shit, but it's like I have a whole bunch of people on buy too. It's like I just this game doesn't matter to me, so it's like I'm more just kind of experimenting. But it's like I think I'll win, 
I don't really have, like, I don't fear any of the matchups on Sir Luco's team. Antonio Gibson is probably going to get above 13, but I don't think Delvin, Delvin Singletary is going to be lighting it up against Seattle. I don't think, no offense, Tim Patrick is going to be having a, an amazing game in Atlanta with their block. I could be wrong. Hey, he's got the <laughs> he's got the Tim Patrick Drew Lock combo. I'm very happy with your team, Alex. Don't listen to Kyle. You know, go Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just we saying a, we got a believer. We got a believer. All I'm saying is right now, if Suluco ends up having to not play Crowder, he literally is going to play Randall Cobb. Is that all he has left? That is all he has left. So it's like, well. I mean, I mean he, he, could he, could, put, he couldn't put. In, he couldn't put in Moss, right? Can... Yeah, but do you do you really want to put in two Buffalo running backs against the worst hey, half defense? When, <laughs> hey, when you're in desperate measures, you know you got to do what you got to do. No, I mean for me, this is. I don't know, I'm picking me. I don't know if we have to talk about it much more. You, if you have any other hidden takes you want to get off your chest? Uh, no, I definitely don't. I'm sorry, Alex. I mean, I, I'm guessing you're not even listening to these podcasts anymore because of your team. So, but. I'm going to go with Kyle this time. All righty. Who would you like to talk about next here, Joe? Uh, let's look at... Um, let's save that close one. Let's, uh, let's take a look at our commissioner. Uh, your dad versus uh, Mr. Acosta here. What seems to be like a blowout according to Sleeper, but let's dive in deeper and see if that's actually the case. So, right off the bat, Hasty is the biggest boomer bus play of the week. And the, the reason I say that, as we are currently sitting here, it's 6.10 Central Time. The 49ers tonight are without their top four wide receivers, <laughs> their top three running backs, three of their linemen, yeah. and then their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I'm very. I watched actually quite a bit of that San Francisco game because of Kittle, um, until he got hurt, obviously. But he was. They were giving the ball a lot more than I was expecting. Like, <laughs> and I just kept handing it to him and handing it to him, and handing it to him. But with that offensive line, man, that's the thing. It's exactly, it's exactly what you said. It could be. Could be really good or just be awful. This is the Green Bay team. They gave up 48 points. Dalvin Cook last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, probably. Like, I, I like the ballsy play. I like the ballsy play, though. <laughs> like, if I'm Green Bay, I just load the box and make Nick Mullins throw to his three practice teamers he's, he's got this week who have had one day of practice. That's just me. I'm no defensive coordinator. So it's like. <sighs> That alone makes me pause on Tom's team. And then add in kind of some of the other things. I don't necessarily like A.J. Brown this week against Chicago. And I would imagine that, you know, Denver has an above-average defense. I would, I would think Julio might be stymied a little bit. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Denver's defense is pretty middle this year, to be honest, so um, I don't see that stopping Julio in any sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, he can't. He's got nobody else to replace at running back. Yeah, I mean, his guys are on by. So, but yeah. I, I, I just feel like he's getting McLaurin back. He's getting Murray back. I, 
still see him being able to outperform one of the lower people in our it's not like he's facing um one of the higher potential teams yeah this week granted i don't uh, he has mccaffrey in here this week is is he actually this week he's still he, yeah is he it? has practiced um, i That'll believe be he's set to go it's just a matter of i don't think he's probably gonna get a full workload right away would be my guess Hmm. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out too, because if he's back, this game could be getting a bit more interesting, in my opinion, than it originally was. For me, um, the thing is, is I really, really like uh, the receivers on Acosta's team this week. Jacksonville legitimately has the worst defense in the league, like <laughs> overall. Like they, I don't know what their GM is doing, but he's literally just like, hey. I'll actual good players we're just going to give them to the ravens <laughs> like we're giving them stuff like fourth and fifth round picks <laughs> like that doesn't make sense so it's like will fuller i don't know why but this to me is like a 30 point will fuller game and i really have it's just a rational confidence at this point <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like i don't know why but i think arizona miami is going to end up as a shootout as well and it's like Devontae Parker is clearly the best receiver in Miami at this point. I really like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I like the matchups better on Acosta's side up and down his roster. Whereas Tom, it's like, I do not like some of his for important positions. Also, for me, the biggest thing is, I don't know why, but it's like, I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver core is literally like playing Russian roulette every week. One of them will go off for like twenty five points, and then the other ones are all you know fed scraps. Yeah, that has been what it's pretty much been going like. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I I personally think I'm going to pick Tom, still our commissioner. I have faith in our commissioner to win this week, but I really don't think it's a seventy four percent twenty six that the sleepers put in. This game, I feel, is going to be one tighter matchups this week. And as you said, as you pointed out, all those key things with Acosta's team, it, it just seems like it could potentially be a lot closer than it's making out to be. Yeah, it's like it's easier to find ways for Acosta to overperform and Tom for underperform than vice versa. Yeah, definitely. I agree. All right. Who do you, who do you, you oh, you're yeah. going with Acosta? I'm going hardcore Acosta. I, I heard his voice, albeit briefly today, and I, like he gave me, in his brief moment of speech, all the confidence I need for him to beat the internet with Tom. <laughs> I like you picking all the ups this week. <laughs> I, like, I'm just I'm feeling frisky, and that's going to continue into this next matchup when we're talking about the Littleton football team against Cash Money. And let me tell you, I do not like Garrett's chances at all this week, even though I just talked about how his team scares me the most. Why is he playing Nick Mullins? No, just take him out. It's like, is, is, is Aaron Jones... I thought he was out. Is he Is he actually clear to play? He, I don't know. Did not the, like a half hour ago, he is I must have missed that. on a snap count. So like, I don't know. that doesn't seem like a snap count's not good, especially when it's <laughs> going against Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and Robert Tanya. But, but who else would he play though? I think 
is what it comes down to. Like, that's his best option still, net a scout. He could, playing, yeah. I was going to say, like, he could rotate up uh, Robinson for him and then play, like, a Jerry Judy in a shootout, which, okay, I kind of get that. But it's just, like, his matches are not good. Yeah, but I still feel like that's his best option here. Like, if you're looking at San Francisco, they're going to be hardly on the field on offense, I feel like, tonight. And if Green Bay gets up big, they could just be running the ball quite a bit. But then again, they might not even play Aaron Jones at that point either if they're up that much. So I can see that going either way, but I still feel like it's his best option um, for this week. It's it's hard to... I love Judy, and watching him play is so fun when he actually gets the ball, but I just feel like Denver doesn't throw to receivers, specifically him, but I feel like they throw to tight ends way too much in comparison to wide receivers. It's really frustrating to watch because like, Judy's so fun to watch, but they don't throw to him that much, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, like, again, I'm more... I don't think Castro's team is really that good outside of his Packers and Lockett this week. Like, I Mike Evans with, if Antonio Brown plays and Chris Godwin plays, it's probably going to be like a Steelers situation where there's like an odd man out every week. So, I don't know. Like, I don't really like his outside of the Green Bay matchups and Lockett. But to me, it's more just like, I have a hard time thinking Garrett's getting to 156 points. A real hard time. Yeah. And... You know, after tonight, we may see Castro's team 60 ish points potentially after after tonight. Yeah. And he have a large hill to overcome. Come late. Oh, he's got Tony going tonight too. Jeez, he's like all in tonight. Four, uh, play, like, four players. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got four, yeah, four players. Four players going tonight. Jesus, have the beer going. Get the get a. Nice pizza in the oven. It's going to be a night for Castro. This is a good Thursday night to watch football for him. But yeah, versus Garrett, Garrett's Aaron, Aaron Jones and Nick Mullins. So, I mean, there's a lot going tonight in this matchup. A lot. Yeah. So, all that being said, I'm going all in on Castro. He's my number one confidence bet of the week. This one's a tough call for me. Um, I think I'm going to go Castro, but it's going to be close. Um, Another big question in this matchup. Is Michael Thomas going to punch a teammate before Sunday? We'll find out. (laughs) Good. But anyways, let's get down to our final matchup. The Talk game of the week. My... Finally, I get my chance. The COVID killers. Yeah. Been, you're... been, been uh... calling him a loss of the week pretty much like half the year. I'm sorry, <laughs> Vince. It's nothing personal, but it kind of is. Um, yeah. Uh, this matchup. I feel confident in my chances of winning this week. I got my... Other quarterback back. I'm done with those buys for my quarterback for the year. I can always keep those two locked in. They've always been really solid. 20 points at least for each of them. Even though, like, Watson's been underperforming this year, to be honest. That whole team has been pretty garbage. But every week he's been getting 20 points pretty much. 
So locking in those two, getting my solid points in there. Kamara's a beast. The big question marks, obviously, is my second running back. I It's always... I got nothing to replace him with if <laughs> Lindsay doesn't go, really. If Lindsay isn't playing, I'm going to be playing the double New Orleans running back, which I think last week, how much did he get? I think he's he got six points. Nothing good. But I might have to do that, to be honest, if, uh, <laughs> I was if say, uh, like, Lindsay doesn't go. Yeah, either way, like between Lindsay and Murray, you get probably like eight to 12 carries max. So it's just like, who do you think is going to do better with those 8 to 12 touches? Lindsay's definitely more fun to watch, for sure. <laughs> He's an exciting player to watch. It's just a matter of how that game strip goes, too. Because it seems like whenever they're in like catching up mode, they put in Gordon more than they do Lindsay. I think they trust Gordon to catch the ball more than they do Lindsay. But when they're like up or tied, they'll give Lindsay the ball more, it seems like, from what I've been watching. Um... But yeah, and I got another big hole in my tight end position, which I just put in Jordan Reed right before the game starts for the exciting excitement for the podcast. There you go. Uh, yeah, I just think they have nobody to throw to, so I feel like he should at least get some targets tonight. And as long as he doesn't get another concussion, it'll be good. Meanwhile, looking at Vince's team, oh boy, <laughs> there is some question marks. <laughs> Like, all right, you know, I don't love the combination and the flexes of the Daryl Mooney, Cole Beasley. I mean, both of those just seem like dice rolls, like to the extreme. Yeah, and if, it's it seems like uh, when Beasley's in there and John Brown's there, like Beasley's not getting nearly. It's like if John Brown's out, then Beasley's getting tons of targets. It seems like, but if John yeah. Brown's going to be in, he's just like a third wheel just sitting around there. But yeah, maybe he goes off in a favorable matchup. That's the thing. It's like Seattle is favorable, like we we talked about previously. Um, Mm -hmm. But still, it's like all right, you know Wilkins that been spent money on this week. I don't think Wilkins is going to do good against Baltimore. I don't think Daryl Mooney is anything more than like a. You're he's kind of like a McCole Hartman, where you're just like hoping for one big play. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like Vintes. I would say three players that I'm confident are going to get like 10 to 15 points minimum. And those two of those are quarterbacks. Yeah. I forgot about that trade. You dang gave Patrick Mahomes not to face him again. <laughs> this is the third time I'm facing him this year. We make it four, Joe. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, um, for me, this is kind of, uh, I mean, I think Vince's team just is really going to struggle this week just with, you know, I don't know. I don't like Vince's team right now. I don't know how Vince has five wins, to be honest. <laughs> it's a question we're all wondering. <laughs> so, I'm picking you with confidence this week to get back above 500. I will, of course, pick myself. I believe in my team. We'll see if we can get it done. Let's do it, boys. Alright, so those are our picks for the week. Got week nine coming up here. Joe, any other thoughts? Uh, not really. Enjoy the week. Enjoy this beautiful Thursday night football that we have among us. Um, God, yeah. it's going to be so terrible to watch. And I'm gonna Cannot watch wait. <laughs> 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 All 
Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us at the Champions Pod this week. Stick around. We have Garrett's shit talk corner again, his trash talking. And he's got some things to say about a particular uh, champ this week. So stick around. Welcome back, everyone. Got another edition of the Garrett Trash Talk Corner. We got here Garrett all the way in from Illinois here talking to us the day before his big bash. How's it going, Garrett? It's good. In the same time zone as everyone else for the first time in a while. Yeah, that's got to be weird, right? It is a little, but eh, it's only an hour. The drive sucks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's go ahead. Fucking Tom Hart. <laughs> yeah, nobody really likes Tom Hartland. I'll give you that. It's not. No, it's god awful to say the least. But yeah, how's it going? Right. Good. Started off wedding week. What the dub? Saluko. <laughs> One and seven, baby. God, that guy. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a very overwhelming win, but it was a win. I can honestly say I was very concerned going into the week on if I was going to get the win because of how dead the team was. And didn't even have James Robinson. He was on a bye. But luckily enough, you know, Stilicle dealt with in-game injuries as well. And I pulled out the squeaker. Yeah, that was, uh, I would say, underwhelming game. But overall, a win for the champs division is a win for us all. It is. And speaking about the champs division... Every matchup was cross cross uh, cross division. We went four and one. We're looking at you, Joe. <laughs> Joe's the only champ that let us. Yeah, he uh, unfortunately got caught with that George Kittle injury. Did not do well, but overall, like he he didn't have that great of a performance either compared to his usual standards. Oh, the only yeah. chumps that scored over 102 points. Acosta was just slightly under at 101.9. The only one to score over 102 points was Wilson and Castro. <laughs> and unfortunately, Wilson played, you know, the second highest scoring team of the week in Kyle. Damn right. After I was projected to be the worst team of the week. Suck it, Tom. Suck it, Joe. Continue. <laughs> isn't, isn't that just kind of bad, though? We had... Three teams score less than 102 points in the Trump's division. Sorry, Casa. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been a bad year for the Chumps. I'll say that. It's like you got, what, two teams over 500 right now? One right of them now, barely. Yeah. It looks like, I mean, Castro's three and five, but he's separating himself from the bottom. But then again, one bad week for him and a good week for Acosta, and they're back to that even. So, I mean – that's a toss-up. I mean, we're, you know, really looking at stuff. I want to talk about shit bowl. And, you know, Shaluko's one in seven. And he's the first two-time, I guess we'd call it winner, a.k.a. loser. The first person to have it twice. This year could not yeah. only be the first person to have it three times, but he could be the first repeat champion. Of- That's kind of embarrassing. It's almost as embarrassing as if Saluko keeps up this pace, it's possible Patterson meets him in total wins as early as next season. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like overall, 
in the since yeah the like yeah since the, oh, yeah okay. since the time we've we've started keeping stats right now Patterson's I think right around seven to six wins behind Terluco. and it's like with significantly less seasons Terluco has not been doing great granted he has had a terrible injury luck this year but yeah <laughs> not, not not ideal. Just the easiest one to latch on to right away. Yeah, like again, this is nothing against you personally. It's just like it's really hard to not look at your dumpster fire of a team this year, man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you got anything uh, else you want to, you know, parting wisdom before you head off for a fun day? No, keeping it short and sweet. About to head up uh, golfing with the groomsmen. Acosta's, I'm in the car with Acosta right now, so he's getting to hear. This live. Existence <laughs> There's an extra special guest. Thanks. Christian McCaffrey coming back this week, baby. <laughs> I need him. That's true. He doesn't have McCaffrey coming back. That could be the one that takes him above <laughs> to the seven or eight seed in the playoffs. So that's that, that could be all Acosta needs. Yeah, I'll believe that shit when I see it, Acosta. <laughs> <laughs> all right well you two go have fun you know tell vince i say hi enjoy the uh the weekend you only get it once live at large guys i will let everyone know all right have a good one guys and, and i will see some of you tomorrow some of you thank you for RSVPing, and thank you for yeah thank you. <laughs> i just want to say that. all right see you guys See ya.